You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. This is what I mean. Free samples make everyone's day. It's true. These did make my day. It is. You're walking down. We have, the, we have there this, were our wonderful building too. here. You know where... Of course, our studio is. There might be prostitutes on the top floor. We don't know. But at the bottom, there's an awesome guy handing out free soup and wine today with olive oil. That is fantastic. Which is so nice. And he has like this olive oil business. And you can, he, it's his handmade, uh, homemade soup. And then he, there are like 16 different kinds of olive oil you can drizzle all over it. Free set. See, this is what I'm talking. Now do you understand my Samples are pretty amazing. Samples. It's pretty incredible. It was pretty, it, it did make my morning, I have Absolutely. to say. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hello, everyone. <laughs> this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Oh, yes. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. And uh, we've got a bunch of stuff here for today's show, including coming up in just a little bit, comedian Ryan Hamilton will be joining us in about, uh, I don't know, about a half hour or so. Half hour or so. Half hour or so, give or take. About about half hour or so. Is that, is that how you're going to be talking mm-hmm. now for the rest of the that show? That is. This is your new, this is the new show. I am, I am really excited. Like, this is like the first kind of holiday spirity I felt. Today I get... New boots in the mail. Yes, you've said that about 18 million times before we started I the show. I am Just so excited. So it's everyone new knows. Shoe day. Breaking news. <laughs> breaking <laughs> news <laughs> here on Fun Employment Radio. Sarah is has apparently ordered new boots, so that's uh, going to be a hot topic. I get a pair of boots the a hot, year. The hot button issues. It takes me about a year to walk through an expensive pair of boots, which I have. Yes. Now comes the time for my new boots. And guess what, Greg? They have heels, which yeah. means I'm going to tower over you like the overlord I am. You're getting lifts. It's pretty I'm not getting lifts. Those Heels are lifts. aren't lifts. It's all because of the pictures that came out of us, which are on uh, funemploymentradio.com and <laughs> our, on our Facebook page, where clearly picture evidence proof that I am taller than Sarah. Well, However, just like we weren't ever to like clearly state whether or not Keelan, you know, Keelan probably didn't poop in the backyard. We don't know for sure, you know, 100%. Well, that's, okay, to explain that, yes, former roommate Keelan, who uh, who lived at my house for for a number of years, I don't have any evidence that he ever pooped in the backyard, but uh, yet I can't necessarily rule So out. I don't feel as comfortable, I don't feel comfortable saying like you were not actually standing on telephone books. That's the thing. It's like, I don't 100% no, com- remember that situation. I'm comfortable in saying that I was not standing well, on see, a telephone Well, see, it's book. just one of those things that will never well, be explained. Who's going to have a telephone book? Where would we have a telephone book? We have lots of books with? in there. Yeah, but they aren't telephone books. Yeah, but there are so some thicker books in there that, no, that you could have that maybe is, that set is, down on the ground. That is just not the case. <laughs> uh, so so anyway, yes, Sarah, Sarah does have some, some new boots, and so that's, that's a very very big issue mm-hmm. here today. Also, we're going to be doing a little bit of science facts. Oh my goodness. Some Christmassy science facts. Some some science facts for the holiday season. So if you are a live listener, please go to funemploymentradio.com slash live and you can place your questions in there. And at some point here today, Dr. Science will arrive and dispel any of the untruths that you may have thought oh God. that uh, you may have learned in your uh, Expunge knowledge from people? I still don't understand what that means. No, I will expunge the knowledge onto them. That does not mean what you think That's exactly how that means. Okay. I'm not sure what you're talking about there. Okay. So, uh, so all of these things are coming up today. And while Sarah's excited about her new boots, I'm excited because I'm going to be getting part of my truck fixed. Oh! Finally! From, uh, from the accident that I was in. So, but there's... So there's there's a bit of a conundrum with this. There's a bit I of a wanna, kerfuffle. I want to bring up to you and ask. I don't know if you're the right one to ask about this. I'm or, always the right one to or ask. Or if in the chat, maybe people will have advice. But he, so here's the deal. So it snowed in Portland a, a couple of weeks ago, which is which is the worst thing in the world here. Which holy shit! It's the end of the world. Yes, it's basically every hurricane combined into one. That's how Portland reacts yes. to a half inch of snow. <laughs> And, of course, people drive like idiots. I ended up getting rear-ended um, in an accident. And to, I, I was okay, so I was fine. But it did uh, mess up the back of my truck, including uh, taking out my, my, my taillights don't work mm-hmm. because of that. Not the bulbs or anything like that. It messed up something internally, so I have to get that fixed. But here's the deal. I, w- I need to do a little bit of education, actual education for people out there about something I've learned about during this insurance process. Sure. So... I was stopped at a, at a traffic light, perfectly, you know, I did nothing wrong. I was completely stopped at a mm-hmm. traffic light. There was snow. I got rear-ended by a, a big white van who, um, who then, you know, we pulled over and we exchanged information, all that. At the time, he said that he had been rear-ended by someone else hmm. who then uh, took off. I don't. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I didn't see anything. But you, I have no but idea. you know, you didn't see anything. Like I, you, I I didn't see anything yeah. one way or another. All I saw was his giant van slamming into the back of me, which I can see for you know. I had about a second forewarning where you can see it coming in the rear. You kind of brace yourself. Yeah, I was like, ah, well, this is going to happen right now. So he was Here already going at an elevated speed, even. I, 
All right, yeah. Uh, all I know is what I know is that, and that's that he was. He all you know is the fact the is that, yeah. The fact is, hit. yeah, yeah. He slammed into the back of my truck. Um, and here's the thing. So, of course, I filed a claim with his insurance company. It seems like it's pretty cut and dry when you get rear-ended. However, here is what Liberty Mutual is doing, and I'm going to call them out on this. They are denying my claim because they're saying that uh, their client said he was hit by someone else. And that's why he rear-ended me. And so they are going to deny my claim. Even though he hit you. He hit me. His vehicle hit me. There is no evidence of another truck. It's just his word. And because of that, because of his word of saying that somebody else hit him, they are denying my claim. So I always thought... I was under the impression that if you got rear-ended, no matter what the con- no, no matter what the cause of it was, if you were rear-ended and you're at a at a you know at a stoplight, a mm-hmm. complete stop, the other person is always at fault. That's what I thought. Now too. they could go after the third person, you know, for some kind of damage. But regardless, I've done nothing. That guy hit me. Technically, he should have been back far enough so that wouldn't happen, mm-hmm. and uh, therefore, you know, I should I should be compensated for the damages. That is not true. What kind of bullshit is that? They Where like somebody hit him, and, you, and even though so they're not paying for it because he's saying that he was hit. Yes. Even though he it, he has admitted to hitting your car. Yes. But it doesn't. But it's not their fault because somebody else hit them. Even though there's and no then information. And this mystery about this person, person took off. And I'm not saying the guy's lying. I had, I have no idea one way or another. You know, I I don't know. But regardless, because I was hit. By his car, and they're they're saying that somebody else hit him. They're denying the responsibility. They're uh, they canceled the claim, and so they're they're not gonna they're not gonna pay for it. Basically, I'm screwed. I'm out of luck on it. Oh, it's pretty much what it is. God so, damn it. Yeah, yeah. And That's see, and just this gross. is why I Who wanted I? to get that out there though, just so that people know this, because I so this always is Liberty thought, Mutual. Yeah, Liberty Mutual is the one denying the I, claim. Were, were they nice to you on the phone? Were they rude? No, no, no. No, she was she was not nice, and um, yeah, and it, yeah, people are saying fight back, and I am, you know, I'm I'm trying to fight back, and I had to file a claim through my insurance company where I had to pay the deductible, and then you know, and then I got a little bit of the money for the damages because it was, I mean, it's not huge damage, but the taillight thing is bad, and then there's cosmetic damage. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it is damaged, and it's from from that accident, but because of that, now I had to pay the deductible. Now my insurance company says they're going to go after them. For, uh, for to recover the deductible out of it. But who knows if that'll ever happen. Basically, Liberty Mutual has denied the claim saying that their client did not, uh, it's, it's not their fault. So I wanted so to get that just... out there just so people know that the, the constant, the adage, uh, the old adage of, you know, if you were rear-ended, it's always the other person's fault. Not necessarily true. I just, I, it just doesn't true. make any sense. Like, they're like, nope, not going to pay it. And that's like, that's a business. That's what they can do. Mm-hmm. Like they can just like some bitch can just call you and be rude to you on the phone and then just be like, nope, not going to pay it. Good uh, luck to you. That's that's pretty much. And that's kind of how she acted, too. It was very uh, I, I will say the lady that I talked to could use some serious customer service training. I mean, if that's her job to deny the claim and I know it is, but there's still there's tactful ways of handling that instead of basically basically uh, the way she did it was. Yeah. So was is your really, insurance company really go, go, going to go against them? That's what they said go they're going to do. But Good. I still had to pay the deductible. Mm. So for in order for my insurance company to go after them, it's it's turned into a giant mess to where I thought this was pretty cut and dry where. Yeah. OK. I'm, well, the I'm thing is, so it. is this I mean, I know it's a Liberty Mutual thing, but I mean, there's also we won't say the name of the business, but this truck that hit you is a local business. Yeah, it's a local business. And you know the name of the business. I do. I do. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're going through their insurance. But company. they're going through their insurance. But if the guy who hit you is not claiming fault for it, then that's also one of the reasons. Like, maybe you should go and talk to the dude because we know where that place is. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to do any good, though. I mean, he's not, it's not like he's going to change his story if I come and talk to him. And I don't know. I, don't, I'm, I can't say if that guy's lying or not. You know, honestly, I don't know. Maybe he was bumped. I have a picture of the back of his car, which luckily I took at the scene. Doesn't appear to be any damage oh, on that thing. Nice. Uh, so I did send that in. But I sent that in previously anyway, and they're still denying it because that's what the guy said. All right. Well, people so are saying that the business the is still responsible. Well, we do know what it is. So if this well, keeps being a problem, we'll see, that can, we'll that, see what goes on. At least you have the knowledge of where this person's from. Yeah. And their logo is clearly on the side of the van. Yeah. Like, not easy to hide from that. No, no, yeah. it's not at all. It's not at all. So that's, that's kind of where it's at right now. But the bottom line is, since my taillights don't work um, I have to get that fixed that's why I've been only been able to drive during the daylight hours for the last oh, couple of man. weeks because I, I can't drive at night without that uh, so anyway that that was a long story I just want to make sure that underst- people every, everybody understood that now the the other conundrum 
this is here's the other conundrum. So, um, Doug, my uh, my buddy at uh, Gladstone Mitsubishi, he's the guy who uh, helped fix my brake. Oh, yeah. a couple weeks ago, and one of our one of our friends. Um, he's in California, so he's not able to to, to work on my truck right now. But we've got another friend, uh, Jay, who's going to come over, and he is a he's a he's an auto mechanic. I mean, that's his trade, and he's going to help out and get the uh, taillights fixed. But Here's the thing. So we're gonna be we're gonna be hanging out, and <laughs> this is where I feel really awkward, and I've always felt awkward around car guys, not because they're jerks, because I have I am so unknowledgeable when it comes to cars. I am. You are, I am Greg an idiot. is very good at a lot of things. Cars, cars are not something I are have his ever tonight. I have never had an interest in cars. Like uh, growing up, I like my dad and my brother really into cars. They like rebuilt a Chevy Nova engine, did all this stuff. I could have had less interest. I I just have zero. So it's just it's not like you tried to understand them. It's just I you just have no interest care. in doing I it. I just don't have an interest in it. It's just it's it's like uh, Keith in the chat. His interest in sports. That's my interest in cars. I just I just don't care. Just don't care. I just don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm apathetic. I guess I'm not uh, hitting. I, but I just I don't care. The only thing I know about cars is what's ever gone wrong on mine. Mm. I know when it clutches out. You know I know when uh, when the alternator is not working. Only because these are things that have happened to my car, and then it, then I had to learn what it was. <laughs> that's it. Other than that, I know nothing. Well, I know nothing about cars. Well, so Jay's and been so, a dear friend of mine for years. So, and he's yeah, the one and Jay's who's like, great. But, but he is—he is a car dude. Like, he's a, he's you can an auto mechanic. The That's best what he thing does. that you that you can do is just honestly know nothing because you, there's no way that you're going to be able to See, fake out somebody who this is what they do for a living and they're good at what they do for a living. You're not going to be able to pretend like you know. Well, I'm not. I don't need to pretend like I know, but I need to know some basics so I don't seem. See, this is something that you don't understand probably. Just. And I know this is a stereotyping, but probably you didn't uh, work on a lot of cars or around people. That I wasn't, but I did. It's, but I had my dad it's made more me socially acceptable for you to not know about cars. Oh, don't even pull this woman card. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to pull a woman card. That's not <laughs> what I'm doing. I'm. I'm saying, but that's that's true, is it not? This is true. My, I, mean, I, I had to learn how to. My dad before he let me drive. I had to learn how to change a tire. And he had, I had to point out where everything was. Well, and that's how to good. Do all that stuff. That's good that you that you. But yes, do but know as for stuff. like the inner workings of a car. I am not no, and that's great it. that you do know. Mm. I'm saying it's more. Ex- it's also acceptable if you don't know. Mm. It tends to be. I mean, it's just the way it is. Yeah. For me, as a guy, I'm supposed to know this stuff, and I yes, don't. This is true. Because <laughs> <laughs> social norms say that I'm supposed to know about cars, and I'm supposed to have a somewhat working knowledge of how an. Well, engine I mean, works. what kind of conversation are you going to be having about cars? Like, I don't what know. What do you want to talk to him about? Well, no, I don't want to talk about it. I'm saying if I'm standing there and he's working on the car and he's asking me questions about it, I feel I, I feel inadequate. This is what it is. I feel inadequate in the fact that I don't feel like a man, Sarah, because I can't <laughs> talk about the cars with him. So I need some help. I need to know some things I should know to say. Like You know what you should say? You should talk about things you know. Talk about the podcast. Talk about things that you do. Talk about yeah. Talk about anything other than cars. You're not going to be able to, but you know, you're not going to be able to help out any in any way in that situation. Well, yeah, but I should know some, like, basic things. <laughs> Jacob says, ask him to check your blinker fluid, Greg. <laughs> I will not follow that advice, Jacob. Uh, so, so uh, <laughs> John and Boring says the problem is that you're inadequate and not a man. Well, I am a man, sir. I'll I take am issue a man. with that. But... I'm inadequate when it comes to See, all right, talk. so that's kind of the same thing when I had my scooter. Like, I tried to teach myself. I'm like, I'm going to be that cool chick with a scooter that knows how everything works, and I can reassemble and disassemble it. And I printed out, when we were working at the radio station where I could use their ink, I printed out, like, their 200-page manual yeah. from the 1980 Honda Passport C70 that I would ride. And I printed out the entire thing, and I, ha- I still have this huge manual. I'd never even read it. I was going to try and, Yeah, like, what were you going to do with that? I was going... I was convinced that I was going to teach myself how to... I would be like, scooter girl. Like, I would know exactly what it is. <laughs> like, I could dismantle it and fix anything that I wanted. And now it's just still... My scooter has long been stolen, and the manual is still sitting there. Oh. Along with my two helmets and my key and my... Just a reminder arms. every day of what you've every lost. Every day. Every day. Sitting right there. So... I'm, what I'm asking for, <laughs> if anybody can give me some advice, just to, just to be, you know, seem a little bit more normal, like, oh, yeah, you know, the, transmission, the, the transmission's uh, great. It's uh, flowing real well, and in, in this is what I'm talking about. That, I yeah. can't even fake it. Yeah, I know. I can't even you fake shouldn't. it. You shouldn't. I can talk about alternators. Jay is going to know how to smell bullshit, and you're just going to embarrass yourself. Yeah, but I'm already going to embarrass myself. You know. Yes, you are going to embarrass yourself. <sighs> Stick with what you know, Greg. He's going to be like, wait, wait, what do you mean? You don't know? You don't, 
you don't know where your control panel plugs into the uh, main interface of the car. See, I don't even know what that is. That, you're not making sense. I just made sense. something up right there. You're not I have no idea. Sense. And obviously, he will know. So I can't Well, I mean, maybe you can this. talk to him because tomorrow's going to be your first day at the Portland Art Museum. Maybe you can talk to him about that. I could talk about that, but. Because then that could try and make you sound, you know, you sound You're like, talking about the old distraction technique. Yeah. That's what you're going for. Yeah. You're saying I shouldn't even attempt to to try to speak car. No. Just. You're just going to embarrass yourself. Just go with the distraction technique. Just go technique. with the distraction technique. All right. But see, it's, it's embarrassing because now I, I have to reveal my hand of I don't know like I have to reveal this Ugh. well just tell him I don't know I mean clearly for, with you asking for help it's already saying that you don't know well yeah that's, yeah. that's, that's a good point <laughs> yeah, that is exactly. a good point yeah I, I don't alright <laughs> and the fact is that he can like and what's funny is that it seems like it's a, a you know since he, you're going over to his house to fix it tomorrow like it seems like it's an easy, easily solvable problem too it probably is <laughs> because he doesn't even need all of his fancy like Workshop tool. No. Just like, oh yeah, just bring it over and I'll fix it. Yeah, yeah, it probably is. It's probably something I should know how to do myself. <laughs> <sighs> Tristan's in the chat asking if I've tried turning it off and on again. Oh my god, see if that worked. I did try that <laughs> several times. Didn't work. Still not working. All right, fine. I'll do. I'll go with the distraction thing. I can talk about that. So yes, uh, you know, as you know here, that Fun Employment Radio, of course, is our our full time job and running this entire network, which is fantastic. Which is fun. Every once in a while, I step back and I think about it. I'm like, wow. It is. Sometimes this is our job. Like yeah. I'll think about it. I'm like, oh god, we've been doing this for four years. Yeah. This is awesome. It is pretty damn awesome. Yeah. And we and that's all. Thank you to everyone who's listening to this. show. Yeah, we couldn't do this without you guys. So no. Thank you. No. If you weren't listening, not. we'd just be sitting in here by <laughs> just ourselves. Be, that'd be really sad. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> No, thank you for making us not feel sad. <laughs> thank you. You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, um, so, so, with that, you know, yeah, we do have uh, we do have side jobs that we do, you know, because you always everybody always needs a little mm-hmm. few extra bucks. Got a little, get an extra little scratch, right? Yep, some extra scratch. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, always need that. So you can fix your car because the insurance company won't pay for it. So, uh, <laughs> so I am starting up a one of uh, a new side venture, a new side job, working for the Portland Art Museum. Awesome! This weekend. So if you are going to be, if you're down at the art museum or or at any of the events that are going on there, you may in fact encounter me and see me there. Not really knowing what I'm what I'm doing. This is the first <laughs> time I've gone because most of my side jobs are like voiceover gigs or acting yeah. gigs or something like that. This is like actually working in a working environment, a real company, and I haven't worked in that kind of environment in a long time. Oh my gosh! It's been a while. You know where I'm going to be? I'm going to be going through. Uh, that's oh no! There we go. There we go. Fix that. Sorry, it's a microphone problem. So, um, so yeah. So that's I'm, I'm gonna weird. Like, I'm going to be training. I'm going to be learning. You're representing the company. I'm representing the company. I mean, there was there was actually a, it was a pretty uh, extensive interview and background check and all of this stuff in order to to even get this position. They they don't mess around at the Portland Art Museum. Like they're they're pretty serious about everything mm-hmm. as they should be because that's a lot. It's of actually dollars. comforting for you know for me to know that you had to pass an extensive background check and everything. <laughs> <Now> <laughs> I, I did. That you're, I did. You don't I, have a secret murdery past. I'm I had glad. to get fingerprinted. I had to go through the background check. I had to like sign my life away basically so that they could learn everything. They did uh, you know they did all kinds of things. So so I did. I passed all that stuff. But. Um, so you can pull like the fancy, you know, while Jay's doing that, you can be like, well, I might not be so good at cars, but I'm going to be attending a soiree tonight at the Portland Art Museum. A pick in the chat says, uh, being an actor is not a real job. <laughs> it is when you get paid. Zing. <laughs> but yeah, you're Anything right. can be a real job if you get paid at it. <laughs> you're right. That's how I I sit in my part. apartment, cross-legged, watching episodes of One Tree Hill and paint pictures of dogs, and that's a job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Acting mean, is not a real job, but it, it, the checks I've are nice. I've never had a the real checks are job. Nice. Like, I mean, I don't know what real job is. Like, I mean, I've had lots of jobs, but I mean, like, I've never had, I was thinking about this the other day, I've never had a nine to five, ever. Really? Ever. Oh, see, I did that for years, no, years and years. I never have. Like, I've, I've always worked before radio. I worked in restaurants and coffee shops. This explains a lot about you, I think. <laughs> this, this explains my work ethic. It explains a bit about possibly your work ethic. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Since I'm not used to up. working more than like five solid hours at a time. <sighs> wow. I'm just kidding. No. I'm not, but I just not. It's just a different, you know. Working in broadcasting is definitely a different. It's a different creature. Well, it's where a different you expend, type of career. Well, and you yeah. expend a lot of energy in short bursts of time instead right. of you know doing it all over an eight hour day. You're not. You're never going to convince someone who works I know. A eight hour I know. Day that, I know. I'm not saying I commend people for that. I I've yeah. I've never done it. That's uh, kudos to you for being able to do that. That's awesome. <laughs> it is. No, that's that. That's. I just. True. I'm just realizing this right now that I never have. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even in radio, it's, it's like a four-hour day. 
Wow. The, the okay. World is, the I'm going to stop is talking. Crying a river for you right now. Okay. <laughs> well, what I'm saying no. is like, yes, I don't think I've ever had a yeah. real job. Well, and that's <laughs> what that's what this is going to be. Like, I mean, it's it's very occasional, so it's not like this is a full time thing and, uh, or anything like that. But it's a it's a part time it's a part time thing. Mm. So, um, but yeah, it's it's going to be. It's been a while since I've done it too. Oh I'll say boy. That. Yeah, I mean, I spent years working in marketing and all that stuff, doing the doing the nine to five or longer. Um, but now, now I'm going back into it, so I, I feel a little bit awkward about it. Like, uh, and how do I, ex- you know? And then, then there's always the when you meet new people, you have to explain. So, what do you do normally? Well, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. you know, and then, yeah, then I have to explain the explain everything, which is fun, which is awesome, but yeah. it's always not what they expect. Yeah, yeah. I know. Even when we were meeting like nice olive oil guy downstairs. He's like, "What do you guys do in this building?" And we're like, "Oh, we have an online radio station." And he just kind of glazed over. He's like, <laughs> "Okay." <laughs> I'm like, "That's all that you." I'm, well, like, I'm not even going to explain. He's also of a generation that I don't think uh, understand. Yeah. yeah, they may not understand. No, he was not our target what, demographic. I don't no, think. probably not. No. Probably he was. <laughs> I'm going to guess not. Uh, so yeah. So if you, anyway, if you are uh, if you are around the art museum this weekend on Saturday or Sunday, you you may in fact encounter me there. So are you? So will you be talking to people? Will you be will you be rubbing elbows? You know, I don't. Exactly you don't know. I guess know. it's your first day. Yeah, I mean, I've I've gone through all the training stuff, but this is really my first day. Yeah, it's it's my first day actually on the job. So I don't know. That's a little nerve wracking. I know. I think part of it will be uh, keeping uh, people away from the the art they shouldn't be near. But yeah. You know, you gotta keep their sticky little fingers away at the from events, things. You yeah. Know, if there's uh, if there's any uh, alcohol being served, I think I'm probably gonna have to be a. Be a, keep a mindful eye. You should. Yeah, you yeah. should. I went to a wedding once at an art museum, and people were drunk as shit and like climbing all over ancient artifacts. Like somebody was like climbed into this hand carved like Native American canoe, and they were like <laughs> sitting there like, "Look at me!" I'm like, "Get the fuck out of there! What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, you gotta uh, respect the art. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'll be enforcing those rules. Okay. <laughs> so that's uh, that is going on this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. So don't be. Pretending. Oh, just want to let you know real quick too. Uh, so one of the packages, one of the four, the five packages in my hallway is gone now. Okay, so so this is. <laughs> Well, Just hopefully that'll be replaced by that. a package that contains my boots when I get home this afternoon. Yes, uh, in case anyone didn't know, Sarah has new boots new on the boots. way. New boots. So we just want to make sure we pepper that in constantly through the show so yes, you're well aware. Yes, because everybody cares. That Sarah has <laughs> new boots on the way. <clears throat> yes, so so this mystery girl, this Rachel girl who lives in your apartment complex, who mm. you've never met, yep. has had these packages sitting there for like three months, mm-hmm. and they've never been picked up. But then there was one that arrived yesterday that was a... Um, yeah, I have, have a picture like of it. A, had like a dry ice in it. Yeah, it had dry ice in it, and it uh, said perishable on it. Here, wait, let me see. Like per- perishable within a day or something. Yeah, it said uh, perishable, and then it said dry ice. Yeah, open immediately and refrigerate after opening. And you were speculating that you should take the package yesterday, which which I'm assuming you didn't. I did not. You did not. So that sat there with the three or four other packages. Yeah, it says warning: dry ice, extremely cold. Uh, can cause severe burns when in contact with it. Do not taste, handle with gloves. Keep out of children's reach. Allow to dissipate in a well-ventilated area. So whatever that was, yeah, I don't know. We what don't that know. Was. And so that was sitting there next to like the the other packages that this woman has had sitting in the hallway mm-hmm. for an extended period of time, months. Yes, as you said, a couple months. Yeah, a couple months. Yet no one knows where this girl is. Now you researched her name, and you didn't uh, see her show up on any police reports. Which no. means she could still be in there. No, I looked uh, her up. I, I did find her Facebook page. You did? I did. I think it's her. It's it's It has her name, and they live in Portland, and she's uh, like around my age, which is what like a lot of the people are that live in my apartment complex. So okay. I found one girl, and she has been on Facebook recently, but she did post, the last thing she posted I saw was on December 8th. Oh. But the packages haven't been picked well, up in a couple months. that's almost two weeks. I know. That's almost two weeks ago. She's fine. Hmm. So, okay, but... Oh, and if you're hearing a hum in the uh, podcast, there's a generator going on outside. Oh, yeah. Which is picking it up. Well, that hum is from where we got the free samples of the soup and everything. (laughs) They they happen to be outside. So, yeah, sorry about that. Mm -hmm. I'll try to take that out in the podcast afterwards. Uh, But um, somebody picked up the perishable Mm -hmm. package. That one's gone. The other ones are still there. See, now this... That doesn't seem like... Because why would Rachel come down from whatever floor she's on? She just touched on like an upper floor. Why would she come all the way down and just take that package That's but leave like four or five other packages? Well, I mean, it's kind of like... How many is it? Just so I know the number. I think there's like four. Four. There's so four. Leave four other packages sitting there. 
Why would she do that? Why wouldn't she just take the, all of them at once? Well, see, maybe she has the male phobia like I do because sometimes I'll like that's remember when I my mailman used to yell at me for not taking out all the stuff. Like maybe she's avoiding the packages but only taking the ones that she needs. Like Alex is even saying maybe she has a stalker buying her shit and she's refusing to take it. Well, that's not going to do anything just leaving it sitting there in the... And cluttering the hallway. Yeah, yeah, in the hallway. I mean, it's still her packages. She could put return to sender on them and send them back. But she's not. So I'm wondering, though, right now, why would Rachel come down and just take one package? I think somebody else may have followed your example yesterday of what you were, uh, what you were wondering if maybe you should do. I didn't take anything. You didn't. And I wouldn't but, because that's illegal, but, I think. But I'm wondering. What, yes, it's highly illegal. Oh, yes, okay. That's it's illegal. Yes, that's... I would not do that. That's theft. Is what that would be, but I'm wondering somebody else in the building didn't go and have a have a little sticky hands there and decided. decided well, to it is kind of terrifying to have a giant package packed with dry ice saying "caution may explode" and nobody's picking it up. It's just sitting there. Mm. Maybe someone did it for the safety of the building. No, maybe somebody had the same idea as you and was like, "Well, she's not lighting these other packages. Mm. I bet she doesn't want this one either." The Urban Outfitters one is still sitting out there. Yeah. See, who would leave an Urban Outfitters? Whatever's no. in these packages, it's obviously something of value. Yeah. This, this is a bigger conundrum. Have mm-hmm. you done the walk-by yet? No. You haven't done the walk-by? Mm-mm. You need to do the walk-by today. You mm-hmm. need to walk-by. You need to walk-by and see what's going on over there. Okay. I think this is important. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm just realizing what time it oh, is. Oh, God. I didn't even realize what time it was. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, do we, do we want to do a little ball talk? Really quick, I've got some. I've got some small balls. Or do you want to do world yeah. crazy? Yeah, uh, we can. Do you want to do a little bit of small balls, real quick? Small balls. Okay. Small balls, because I do have. All right, but a quick shocking, balls. A shocking revelation in ball talk today. Okay. Shocking. Shocking. Shocking news in the sports world that somebody has revealed something about themselves that you will never guess. You will never guess what is going on. I think I know my, exactly my what the story freeze. is. Why would it not? Why would it not? Why would it not freeze? Well, we then can... we'll just go straight to the reveal. This will be the very small balls. <laughs> okay. We'll go to the big story. Uh, as we know, you know the Olympics in Sochi are going to be happening very soon in mm-hmm. Russia, and Russia has publicly proclaimed a bunch of things about um, you know about against the gays and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, Vladimir Putin's kind of an ass. He is an well, ass. Yeah, he is an ass. He, yeah, yeah, he is yeah, 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 he's, he's kind of the definition asshole. of an asshole. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. And um, the United States is sending their Olympic delegation, which is including uh, Billie Jean King, and I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the woman's name, but she's one of the female hockey players. Mm-hmm. And uh, Billie Jean King and this other woman are openly gay athletes, and they're part of the American delegation going mm-hmm. in there, which is fantastic. This is a time where you can say thanks, Obama, unironically. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> so that is part of it. But there's also more people involved in this uh, in this delegation. There's a few other athletes, and one of these athletes has just come out. Now, do you remember who the other athletes were that I was talking about? Oh yes, and I was surprised actually. I thought that this person had already come out. <laughs> oh, you already know. Yeah, because okay. it, when it was breaking news, I'm like, I thought this happened like years ago. Well, ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't know, <laughs> I am going to share with you right now some of the most shocking news you will ever hear. Just coming out as being gay. Former U.S. Olympic figure skater Brian Boitano. Oh, my God. Brian Boitano has come out of the closet as being gay. Indeed. And when I read that, I'm like, I swear he did this years ago. That's what I thought when I saw it too. I'm like, yeah. Oh wait, this is news. I know. I was. This is, like, this is breaking. I thought, this is really. No, I did, this was a known. Did people think that he wasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, was there actually like? Is there <laughs> are there actually people out there like what Brian Boitano? Who would have ever guessed it? <laughs> so yes, Brian Boitano. Yeah, Nipples is saying seriously me too. I thought he came out in the eighties. I That's seriously I thought, thought it was too. like years ago. I never, I, I never knew anyone thought otherwise. Well, good on him. I'm, I'm oh, glad yeah. that he I finally mean, made his statement. <laughs> absolutely, but it's like, <laughs> dude, did you, do you really even need to make a statement yeah. about that? I mean, I just assumed. <laughs> I guess but, so. Okay. I mean, I would have been shocked if he came out as straight. That would have been a shocking. News. That would have been news. If yeah, if, he, if it's a real <laughs> Brian Boitano is dating Cindy Crawford, like that would have been. That would have been shocking news. Yes. I don't know why I put in Cindy Crawford. I just kind of pulled that one out. Singing in the 80s. I don't know because you're an old man. Because <laughs> I'm old. Cindy Crawford. <laughs> I always wanted a poster of Cindy Crawford. I, I will admit this now. I mean, I was like 
13, I wanted to get a poster of Cindy Crawford. Okay, that's her. weird. Why Sometimes is that weird? you don't need to tell people. No, that's what that's what uh, that's what people that's what kids did though. Okay, you get uh, you get posters of posters of girls. Anyway, there we go. Small balls. Brian Boitano is gay. That concludes this edition <laughs> of Ball Talk. Well, we can do super quick uh, World of Crazy. Yes, that sounds fantastic. Man, oh man. For Christmas wishes, I wish... I don't want anything. I just want you to get a new computer so you don't have to sit over there silently cursing at it every day. Yeah, I would like that too. So our buddy Rick is hanging out with us right now here and he's seeing it and Greg is just like over there frustrated as fuck. Well, the entire thing is crashed so I can't... My computer is unusable right now. So we'll just leave it at that. Okay. Well, hello my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my World of Crazy. Crazy. First up... Mickey D's in the news. A boy by the name of Tevin Cavell Monroe apparently wanted to work at McDonald's pretty badly. In fact, so badly that when he went in to demand a job application, he decided to do so at gunpoint. <laughs> Seven in Norfolk, Virginia. <laughs> yes, uh, police arrested 31-year-old Tevin Monroe after he allegedly walked into Mickey D's and told the on-duty manager that he wanted to apply for a job there. When the manager explained not once but twice that all job applicants must fill out their forms online, Tevin Monroe was having none of that and allegedly lifted up his shirt to show his gun that was tucked into the waistband <laughs> of his shorts. The manager then asked him to go sit down while she goes and tries to find a paper application for him to fill out. While he was doing that, she called 911. <laughs> the suspect was still filling out his paperwork, thinking he was going to get that dream job when police arrived. While Monroe was charged with brandishing a firearm, carrying a concealed weapon, and disorderly conduct, he did not get the job at McDonald's. He didn't get the job. He did not get the job okay. at McDonald's. <laughs> wow. All right. It's pretty shocking. All right, I have my short crazy too, Greg. Yes. The words, the three favorite words that you kept guessing yesterday that weren't right. Port St. Lucie. Port St. Lucie, Florida. They do this every year, and I did not know. Port St. Lucie police have announced the results of their second annual Operation Happy Holidays, where they go and try and bust as many people as possible for as many crimes as they can. What? It's called Operation Happy Holidays. Happy for who? For I guess for Port St. Lucie, Florida. So special investigators began the city began citywide investigations uh, the early September, which lasted and just concluded for nearly three months. The investigations focused on illegal drug activity, prostitution, wet and weapons violations. So as a results as a result of the uh, operation, police, with the help of the DEA and the FBI, conducted a prostitution sting sting and served several drug search warrants. So during the three month operation. Happy Holidays. Detectives arrested 50 people with charges ranging from production of methamphetamines, trafficking heroin, to prostitution and possession of stolen firearms. Why aren't they arresting people for this normally? I don't know. I mean, really? Well, you know what? It's March. Let them, <laughs> let them have their meth labs. Well, Port St. Come Lucie. December, that's when we'll get them. <laughs> well, this, uh, this uh, Operation Happy Holidays was headed by Port St. Lucie Special Investigations Supervisor Charlie Lumpkin. <laughs> it's... Supervisor Charlie Lumpkin said, we're going to do everything we can to put you in jail. We're going to investigate you, whether that takes a week, a month, or a year. We're going to do what we have to do to put you in jail, because nobody wants to live next to a troublemaker. Said yeah, Mr. well, Lumpkin. maybe you should do something about all of the bath salts that are being consumed <laughs> in your city and the people cutting off penises. Yes. That might be something to work on, too. And eating people's faces. Yes. Uh, police collected more than 200 pills, 25 pounds of marijuana, nearly $9,000 in stolen money, five guns, four vehicles, and a partridge and a pear tree. <laughs> Was that in the story? No, I just, you just I put that you added in. that in there. Yeah, I felt I took a little little holiday humor. I took a little holiday humor. Well, yeah. it was Operation Happy Holidays, yeah. <laughs> which sounds like something out of a movie, by the it, way. It, it does. It does. Oh, anyway, let me make sure that we're on time. I just want to make sure that it wasn't Mary Ray. Oh, oh there, there we, we go. go. All right, all right. And Tila Tequila has a new sex tape that's coming out soon. That concludes your world of crazy. All right, so our guest is here. Hi, Rick Rutherford. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and yourself? I'm good. Sorry, I can't turn on your microphone because no, Greg's good. out of the room, and it's good. So uh, you having fun in the chat over there? I am. All right, good. All right, well, let's uh, take a break. Yep. All right, we'll be back in a minute with more from oh, Radio. boy. All right. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. What's up, guys? It's the world champion, Judah Friedlander. You're listening to Greg and Sarah on Fun Employment Radio. Why? Because you're a hero. Yeah. 
You're a hero, Greg. I know. Mm-hmm. Everyone listening right now is a hero. Brian's a hero, to too. Freelander. Mm-hmm. But there's only one world champion. <laughs> uh, welcome back, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. And we are joined right now by Mr. Ryan Hamilton. Hello, sir. Hi. You are a game day player. We were just talking earlier. You went straight from the plane to the stage last night. I did do that. <laughs> yes, I did do that. And... Uh, I think that's maybe the second time I've ever had to do that. But, yeah, it's always uh, nerve-wracking. Yeah. I was just relieved when I got to the club, everything was okay. Mm-hmm. It just feels fine. It's not a big deal to, like, do that. It's not like I, I'm prepping a lot normally. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not, that's not a big deal. It's not like you're being a diva in the green room <laughs> yeah, refusing to leave. No, it's just like, oh, I'm here. That's Dem- it. Demand a helicopter flight <laughs> from the airport. <laughs> yeah. <to> the- <laughs> yeah. Oh, that must be kind of exciting, though. Like, and as you're speeding to your show, like, knowing that people are waiting there ready to watch you. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know if they had alerted them or not. They were so <laughs> nice. I was texting uh, Mary Ray at the club, just uh, like frantic. I'm sure it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Rants of a madman, but then it was like... <laughs> Every detail. It was a little over detailed. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. We're pushing away. No, we're not. We're sitting here. They're telling me this. It was a lot. I felt like I was on a journey, really. I was telling the audience last night that um, this is really what happened. It was one of those days where, do you ever just have a day where you're like, you think back on something that happened earlier in a day, you're like, I can't believe that was the same day that I'm living Yeah, in? yeah. yeah. It was like that. And um, the cab driver, I took a cab to JFK, and I live in New York. Mm-hmm. And the cab driver, when I got out of the cab, he said, uh, have a good journey. That's what he told me. And I remember <laughs> thinking, I remember thinking, that's a weird That, that thing. is a weird <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just yeah. getting on a flight. I'm going to, just getting on a flight, going mm-hmm. to Portland. And then I had this monster, like, <laughs> Ulysses type of Odyssey day, <laughs> rerouted, canceled, different cities, different planes. And then I thought back on that moment, and I was like, that was the most apt thing Wow. That's say. like a movie written right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, 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 psychic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Something's odd about what he yeah, just said. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good journey. Are you passing that on to everybody else now? Whenever you say that, yeah. a nice journey. Have a nice journey. <laughs> it's kind of ominous. Yeah. 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 Yeah, not in a positive or negative way, but it's just like, wow, I felt like I was a changed person. (laughs) (laughs) So you got rerouted and canceled and everything? Yeah, we flew all the way to Salt Lake, and then we were like circling Salt Lake, and then they rerouted us to Grand Junction, Colorado, which is... Which has got to be a tiny airport, I would say. So small, and there were seven huge jets at the runway in Grand Junction. The airport was so tiny that it couldn't... Um, hold all the passengers from all the planes so they made people who were in the airport reboard their planes so other people who were waiting in planes could get off and have a turn in the airport wow (laughs) that sounds miserable yeah yeah it was crazy it was like there was like seven huge planes lined up on this little runway you just had to walk and they're like I'm like which plane they're like it's the one you got off of just go find the one you got off of I was like, this is crazy. Oh, my God. Something's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, that isn't comforting. Yeah, yeah. Just pick one and get yeah, on yeah. it. Well, you know, in Grand Junction, too, this is probably the biggest thing that's happened oh, in right. months. Like, they'll be talking yeah. about it from years. That'll be yeah, yeah. You think grandkids. today's busy? Yeah. Let me tell you about 2013. <laughs> <laughs> I was really impressed with them. They really did a good job. Like, they got us pizza. The the airline got us pizza. That's really nice. Right, that's yeah, cool. before we took off in Grand Junction, they were like, it finally got there. We were all back on the plane, and we were getting ready to take off. They're like throwing pizza at us. Here's your pizza. We promised you two hours ago. <laughs> but they were great. I thought they Was handled anyone, it well. Did you have any panicky people on the plane that were freaking out? Like, I need to be somewhere right now. Uh, everybody was pretty cool. I like that when people yeah. can keep calm in that yeah. situation. Because it was one of those deals where it's like, what are we gonna do? We're gonna. I yeah. mean, we're gonna run out of. Fuel or <laughs> land. So I think you guys made the right call. Good job. Good job. I don't think kind of when I was at the post office the other day, a couple of days ago, which of course is a mistake. Like there are people who are there just so mad. I'm like, you just have to take take a breath. Like yeah. everyone's here, everyone's stuck. Like yeah. nobody is more important than it's the, the week other person. Before Christmas, yeah. you're, you're not doing any good by working yourself up right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. I did have a moment too in Salt Lake. We sat on the runway for like. I don't know, three hours maybe. Oh, and man. It was just pouring snow. And I was starting to get like a little bit like this is getting crazy. And then <laughs> I had this moment. I, I Instagrammed this, but I took a picture of the – there was like four of the guys out get, doing the bags, you know, and they're like – they're like covered in snow. There's snow everywhere. They're like pushing these – you know those – 
those little car oh, things like the trolley that, things? Yeah. yeah they're like those are all stuck and they're pushing them out there was this guy with one of those ladders pushing it through six inches of snow oh. and i'm like you know what these guys are doing a great job yeah. i think i can sit here <laughs> i can just sit here that's a good perspective yeah, yeah. I, i'm i can sit here that's my job is to sit here everybody else is actually doing something real but yeah i'll sit here and mess with my air <laughs> i can handle that well have you ever been to portland before yeah, I have been here, but it's been so long. I love it here. I actually lived in Seattle for a while, just for a year, when I started doing comedy full-time. Right at the beginning of that, I lived in Seattle, like 2003, okay. oh, wow. for a year. But so, I've, you know, I used to work all over the Northwest, and I still love coming back here. And um, Yeah, but I, I haven't been to Portland in a long time. So uh, Does it look any I, different than the last time? <laughs> so far, <laughs> I haven't seen a lot. <laughs> You've seen the inside of Helium <laughs> yeah. and the inside of Mary Ray's car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In a hotel room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my brother used to live here, and I have some friends who live here, so it's it's nice to – I like coming here. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. What, uh, what made you want to get into comedy in the first place? Um, well, I I just always loved it, and it was a th- kind of a weird thing where I did it like a couple of times when I was like 18, and then I didn't touch it again until I was out of college, and I was working in an ad agency. I was doing public relations, and um, basically I got laid off from my job, and I started – I had been doing comedy just kind of for fun, mm-hmm. and um, I was looking for another job. But then I s- really started to just dive into comedy, and I got offered some, you know, terrible one-nighter work. Mm-hmm. And I started to be like, oh. it was like, it was when that terrible one-nighter work seems kind of like romantic, and like, <laughs> this is wow, I'm out on the road, and yeah. you know, <laughs> and I just started doing a lot of that, and um, and then I thought I'm just going to jump in and do this for a year and see what happens, and that's when I moved to s- Seattle. But I always loved it. You know, I always loved it, watching it growing up as a kid. I'm from a little tiny town in Idaho, so I didn't even... uh, uh, It's called Ashton. It's very small. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You wouldn't know. It's like... It's kind of near Yellowstone Park okay. or Jackson Hole. Oh, so way down there in Idaho, yeah. Yeah, yeah, southeast Idaho. Yeah, yeah. right in the corner of Wyoming and Montana and okay. Idaho. So, um, yeah, I grew up in that little town. You know, I didn't even see stand-up comedy until I was in college. I, you know, I saw it live and... Is that when but, you tried it when you were 18? Was that in college? I hadn't even seen anybody do it live yeah. when I did it when I was like 18. Yeah, I went to a little junior college there in Idaho, and some of us, we had a radio show, actually. I was a broadcast major at this, and some of us were really interested in comedy. So we just decided, let's do a show, and we broadcasted on our little, you know, eight-mile radius <laughs> station on campus, and we did a few shows like that, stand-up shows, but none of us knew what we were doing. <laughs> That's but, fantastic. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I actually have video of those shows. Someone's <gasps> really? Oh, oh, my gosh. I, I went back and performed at that college a couple of years ago, and it's close to where I grew up, so a lot of people from my hometown came and whatever. Is that more comforting or more stressful? Um, it was kind of fun. Yeah. It was kind of fun. I really enjoyed it. Everybody was really supportive. And yeah, it's a little it's a little uh, stressful, you yeah. know, because yeah. it's just like, it's a lot of people who may not be comedy fans even. They're right. just like, mm. <laughs> they're just they coming just to you. see yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I had this video and I thought, I'm going to show this video. And then, uh, this is before I'd seen it. A friend of mine told me he was sending it to me. So I got the video and I watched it and I thought... This can never be seen. <laughs> it's so I look like I'm 12 years old, and the jokes are just oh, the joke. There's some. I wish I don't even think I finished watching it, but there's some jokes like you can't buy walls at Walmart and you can't buy posts at the post office. <laughs> Things like this. Oh, I That's can't awesome. even hardly say it. Oh They're so God. terrible. But <laughs> so you just made it like halfway through the video and had to Yeah, I was like, off. this is painful. <laughs> I can't show this to other people. But it would be a good juxtaposition to show like how far yeah. you've come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. right, right. Maybe that would be good. <laughs> wow, this guy really had challenges. <laughs> He's really, really struggled. He was very <laughs> handicapped comedically and look where he's come <laughs> so you can't buy homes at Home Depot <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it never ends you should write for me <laughs> so what took you from Seattle between Seattle and New York like did you live in LA I uh, well I started comedy in Utah well that first time I did it was in Idaho and then I went to college in Utah okay. and I that's where I 
was working doing PR and stuff and started really doing comedy. Then I moved to Seattle. And then I just started going on the road a lot. But I was back in Salt Lake City. That was kind of my home base for a while. And then uh, I decided I needed to go to New York or L.A. Mm -hmm. And I didn't... uh, I had done one TV taping in New York for Comedy Central like a year before when I was getting ready to make the move. And I just thought, I want to have a New York experience in my life. Like Mm -hmm. maybe, I think, it. you know, eventually... Hopefully, everybody just kind of gravitates and ends up in L.A. If you keep doing this, you know, hopefully you get a job, takes you to L.A. or something. Mm-hmm. And I thought, if I don't go to New York now, I'll just never do it. So mm-hmm. I just chose New York. That's that awesome. Point. And it, I wanted to focus on stand-up. And New York traditionally is um, a little better for stand-up, I think, mm-hmm. you know, than yeah. L.A. Because you can, there's more stage time available. Yeah, how often are you out during the week? Like, how many nights a week do you? Uh, pretty much every night. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I might do... Uh, two or three sets in a night or I might just do one or I might take a night off but um, wow yeah pretty much every night you know I'll go do 10 15 minutes mm-hmm. yeah. working on new material yeah yeah to, yeah yeah hopefully yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing it's like you gotta do the homework during the day otherwise I'm just I just find myself at the sh- club like why, don't, why did I you know I book it all in advance and yeah it's like I didn't write anything today <laughs> why did i come here but gotta get it together yeah you got nothing yeah. to say right now so yeah <laughs> but it is also like a social thing you know just to get out and like connect with people yeah <laughs> you know yeah. and just sit around and eat and with your body in your own head <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so do you have a lot of comedian friends do you guys sit around uh, like during sets or before sets after sets yeah yeah up? yeah we always hang out and um yeah just uh you know most of the time at the comedy cellar, we'll hang out mm. and eat most nights there, and um, yeah, it's That's nice. Great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it gives you like. Otherwise, you're just like really, really can become isolated. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, coming up with all the good. material and being stuck in your head almost. You yeah, know? you never know. Yeah, you just kind of go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you well, seem very sane. <laughs> oh, yes, thank you. Thank <laughs> Got you. a good outward appearance of sane. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you're holding it together well for crazy. <laughs> so, um, will you be uh, out after your show tonight, talking to people? Or yeah, I like to yeah. say hi to people normally. You know, um, sometimes. Uh, when there's two shows like tonight, it's hard if there's not a lot of time between shows and the, it's just crowded or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I try to go out and say, I don't like sell any merchandise or anything. But So I feel like it's nice to just go shake hands oh, if there's yeah. anybody who wants to talk. I don't mind. I like doing that. Yeah. So um, I usually do that. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, go shake Ryan's hand. Yes. Yeah. Come say hello. All yes. Right. Yeah. Do indeed. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, you've got two shows tonight and two shows tomorrow, both at 730 and 10 o'clock. At Helium Comedy Club, which, uh, of course, everyone knows is at 9th and Hawthorne. And get your tickets at heliumcomedy.com. And go see Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. He and went through a journey to get here. You <laughs> need to go see him. Yeah. <laughs> Make the journey worthwhile, people. <laughs> um, and what's your website? That- uh, RyanHamiltonLive.com. RyanHamiltonLive.com. Awesome. Yeah, you have some upcoming gigs with Drew Carey. Yeah, we've been That's going on cool. the road. Yeah, I've been opening for him a little bit. He's been so much fun. He's such a cool guy. And yeah. And just a lot of fun. Yeah, he likes hanging out after the show show and just really nice laid back and really his set is just he's doing it like he's putting together some amazing stuff and he's really like dedicated to making you know doing because he hadn't done it in a long years and years so you know for him to come back he's like it's, it's fun to watch him put it all together and it's really great it's cool yeah, how you see somebody fantastic. who like did comedy and then does television and then you see how their passion really is for comedy because they always come back to it yeah you know? it's it seems, like alright well I like doing this but I love comedy more you yeah know? yeah it seems stand-ups people who started as stand-ups they always end up back doing stand-up mm-hmm. again at some place you know well it definitely has to be a passion I mean, yeah. yeah 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 you gotta <laughs> yeah <laughs> you gotta love it that, yeah it was a little too emphatic wasn't it it revealed a little too much like yeah you really I mean there's a a lot of stuff. Well, go see Ryan tonight and tomorrow night. Get your tickets right now. And uh, awesome. Thank you so much Thank for coming you. in. Oh, it was so much fun. Thanks, guys. We're glad I to be a part it. of your journey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're there, too. Thank you. Okay. All right. We'll be back in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. All right, and that was Ryan Hamilton right here in Fun Employment Radio. What a nice guy. Absolutely yes. fantastic at Helium Comedy Club. But it is time now, Sarah, to transition to something. Don't stretch. God, why is it when you stretch, it's like the <laughs> grossest science. thing? You know, of course, Dr. Science is the segment on Fun Employment Radio where 
I put on my science hat and become Dr. Science. Stop. There, there's no such thing as a science hat. Dispel the myths and falsities that you have learned through your educationings. And perhaps the things... I'm not saying the teachers are lying, but I'm saying they were wrong to begin with. And I try to correct what you've learned and expunge truth all over you. Just soak you in truth. Gross. And that is what it's due. But of course, before Dr. Science does this, of course I have to, I have to do some stretches. Some science stretches, sir! Gross. Why are you doing that? Why do you have to stretch? Because that's what gets the brain juices flowing up into the old sponge so I can squeeze them out. Okay, all right. Okay. Oh, we're fully primed right now. Oh, my God. Stop it. Fully primed for some science. Stop it. God, you're gross. First question is Dear Dr. Science Ah. Dr. Science Yes What is eggnog actually made of? Because it's not all eggs what so is Dr. eggnog Science, actually made what of? What is eggnog actually made of? All right. All right. Let me think about this. Of course, eggnog, a holiday treat for some, a festive drink that they uh, imbibe around the holiday seasons. Popular at parties all is over it? the world. Okay. But there's a shocking truth to eggnog that you need to know, and in fact, the world needs to know. Let's think about the word eggnog. Now, egg, obviously, we know there's people that throw raw eggs in there. But nog, what is nog? A lot of people think that nog has to do with something like nog champa, or it's a root, or it's some kind of a some kind of a, a, a earthy substance. But in fact, no, nog was generated by scientists in 1912 in order to accomplish something. Let's work with the word nog. The word nog. You want to know what it stands for? It's not, in fact, a word. It's an it's an acronym for neural organ generation. That is what nog stands for. It's actually egg n dot o dot g dot. Now, neural organ generation was created by scientists in 1912 as a form of chemical warfare. What it is is this neural organ generation and once you imbibe it once you drink it in it mixes with the with the powers of the egg to grow under extraordinary circumstances and once inside you it slowly begins to take over if you have ever imbibed any eggnog egg neural organ generation juice you in fact inside of you right now most likely lining your vascular system are tiny little beaks because you have chickens growing inside of you, on the inside of you. What? Now, if you drink too much eggnog, the more you drink, the more they grow. Before soon, they'll start piercing out of your skin, which you've noticed perhaps your strange uncle at uh, the holiday parties always loving that eggnog. But he has some weird bumps on him, doesn't he? And that's because beaks are starting to pop out from his skin because he's drinking eggnog. I, I don't... I don't. Okay. And question number two. Final question for Dr. Science today. Yes! Ah! Dear Dr. Science. Yes! Mm. Why do we cut down trees to make Christmas trees to celebrate Christmas? Ho, 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 ho. So, Greg, why, Dr. Greg Nog, why do we no, cut... Excuse me? Who? Dr. Greg Nog? No. Your science. Yes! Why do we cut down trees to celebrate Christmas? Why do we cut down trees to celebrate Christmas? Well, let's talk about that for a second. It's a glorious time of year, the holiday season. Yes, it's, it's glorious. But it's also very mm. cold, isn't it? at least in the Northern Hemisphere. We must go back to ancient times. 
1632 was the approximate year where scientists have dated back to this first first issue. Now, of course, before 1632, between the centuries of 1200 and 1500, were the great tree wars that happened between mankind and, of course, our natural mortal enemy, the trees. Now, trees, long despising humans and growing taller and taller to taunt and lord it over them of how big they are and how tall they are. And, ooh, look at us. We don't have to worry about anything. We're way up here. You're just tiny little things. You don't have any issues And they spread out their branches and try to kill all the smaller plants and block the sun. And they were growing bigger and bigger until mankind learned to fight back. So as the trees were sitting there taunting Mankind doing all the snow because, of course, they were unaffected. Taunting it. Mankind learned to do something in 1570. They invented the saw. And during this snow, when the trees are the most pompous and most arrogant in all the cold, the people thought, you know what? We need to put a stop to this right now. We need to set an example. And they started cutting them down. And they didn't just cut them down. They displayed them for all the other trees to see. And they decorated them with fancy lights. To humiliate them. And so that is why every Christmas, mankind still to this day, sends a reminder to all the trees, don't get too tall. Or this could happen to you. It's a warning, Sarah, and that is why we cut down trees at Christmas. These have been your science facts. Wow, just when I think that... (laughs) People are saying in the chat this is apparently a Rush song. I don't know. Are you stealing from a Rush song? (laughs) Not on purpose. Does Rush talk? Maybe I have to revisit Rush. Do they hate trees? Maybe they do. <laughs> Someone said, no more eggnog for Gregnog. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is there seriously a Rush song called I don't know. I can't the stand trees? Rush. I can't stand Rush, so I don't really... I don't, I don't feel either way about Rush. Because right now, as I'm thinking about Rush, I can't think of a single song that they sing. Fly by night away from him. Close your eyes, my dear. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Ooh, so we're being asked about shows next week. So yes, there will be shows. No, it won't be a full week of shows. But there will be a brand new show on Monday. On Monday. And there will be a brand new show on Friday. Yes. So we're taking the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, no shows next week. So that's the 24th through the 26th. But we will be here on the 23rd and the 27th. Mm-hmm. And on the 23rd, actually... We've got some special guests that are going to be joining us because one and only... I'm just going to say it because it's exciting. Mr. Kenny B will be in here. Kenny B! Kenny B! And I'll be here for half of that show, so I'll be hanging out with you and Kenny. Yeah. Uh, for And then I'm going to leave the reins in your hands. Oh, dear God. Let's just say I am going to be... I'm going to warn everybody right now. I'm going to be very yeah. sleep-deprived on Monday. Because okay, you're working two nights in a row, aren't you? Well, it's not just that. I'm... On Sunday, I'm working till about 2 in the morning, and then I have to start back up at 7.45. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and then I go from that to another thing to hear for the show. Wow. So I'm going to be a little loopy on Monday. I'm drinking a lot of coffee. Who knows what will happen? Oh, Mr. Jenky, drive safe on your drive to Utah. Wow, that's a long drive. And you can send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into the show. It's so fantastic that you do so. Of course, tomorrow, live here on the network, will be Chronicles of the Nerds at about uh, 10.30 a.m. or so. Okay. And that will be followed by Rip City Bad Boys right here at funemploymentradio. Yes, so much happenings for the weekend. Absolutely. It's very exciting. Very, very exciting. All right, you guys are awesome. And we'll be back again. On Monday. On Monday. With more. 
Fun employment radio. What? You know what we wait? Oh on. yes, yes, yes. Before it, not so fast. Wait, you thought we were done, but we're not. We, we want to give a big, super special happy birthday to not one but two special people today. Yes, indeed. The first one is from the live chat, and I won't say his name because he only goes by this because his uh, handle is one of the best ones ever. Tyrannosaurus Sex. Tyrannosaurus Sex. It is Tyrannosaurus Sex's <laughs> birthday today. T Sex. Happy birthday Happy to you. Birthday. Happy birthday. Wherever you, you are. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. And our second birthday, coming up tomorrow, is for our lovely friend Carrie. Carrie! Who's Canada in the chat. If it's on, sometimes she's Carrie, sometimes she's Canada. But yeah. uh, Carrie is a dear friend of ours. And we want to wish you, as well, a very... Merry birthday. Yes, indeed. Happy yes. birthday, Happy Carrie. Happy birthday, Carrie. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Right. Really, you really needed, to right. that. You just needed more attention? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I figured so. All right. Right back in. Oh, good. All right. We'll be back on Monday with more <laughs> Fun Employment Radio. Dot com. Bye, guys. Have a safe weekend. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.